call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I think. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Yeah, a little loud, man. Someone told me it's election day today. And uh, get out and vote. How many times have you heard that today? Anyway, uh, it's nine minutes after five o'clock. And uh, this time tomorrow, we'll uh, find out how long it will take. To discover how many days and or weeks it will take to count all the votes in Pennsylvania. No, I'm not a soothsayer, but something tells me it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long week. So let's hope for the best. You know, because uh, I, and my brother texted me early today. He says, are you getting a little overconfident? It seems like the, you know, all these, oh, the red wave, red wave, red wave, red run, red run. Sorry. And the red wave apparently is happening as we speak. But you know what? I'm a doubting Thomas. You know, I went to St. Thomas Apostle. I'm, su- I'm supposed to doubt everything. And I don't know. You know, it's, it's funny because you listen to Hannity for like five minutes and he keeps on talking about how, you know, Hochul's behind. And then, then, and then you put on Fox News and they say Hochul's ahead by five points. That's based on the polls. They're not calculating anything today, but... Okay. Always weary of you know. Always weary of an episode or a sitcom that starts off real positive. It's like, wait a minute, no, we have to have adversity here. Something's gonna go wrong. Is Glenn Curry the half empty or half full? Well, I don't quite understand because at the end of the day, wh- whatever you are, half empty or half full, you're not gonna control things. You, it, things aren't gonna go in your in your way, whether or not you consider yourself an optimist or not. I just hold on, hold on. Sorry. Ah, uh, because this Fetterman thing drives me nuts. And, and just the video the other day of, of he, John Fetterman, who's like six foot 11, 300 pounds at least, he, he just looks like something out of the Incredibles. He just, he, you know, put, put an outfit on him and, you know, with, with a bod dad. Anyway, uh, it, it, I haven't voted, but every time I see any type of indic- any post on Facebook locally or anywhere, people are just shocked. By the amount of people showing up at the polls. So this would be something, obviously, This today is is made for Jeff Graham. Today is made for Jeff Graham. He is Mr. Politics, certainly here in Jefferson County. And he's been recognized as that guy for decades. When he worked at 7, when he worked at 50 with Chuck Plumpton, and of course, obviously, as the, as the hotline host. It is a shame, as I sit here, and, and I, I, I was texting back and forth with, uh, with someone earlier today. Today was an historic day, the first hotline show uh, that was lost, I should say, the first day without a hotline show on Election Day. And uh, so we'll we'll keep you updated. I talked to Jeff today. He was hoping that he can call in on the show today. Of course, there was no hotline show. I'm not management. I wish I was for – I wish I could make an executive decision here. I can't. Uh, But I can tell you this. Jeff sounds great. And it was great talking to Jeff today. And uh, so, you know, we, you know, but so what my, here's my point. Yes, it was a, it was a tragedy, really, not to have Jeff today and more importantly, not to have Jeff tomorrow in the next couple of days. Uh, but it's possible that he might be able to call either this show. I'll, I'll try to work that out. It, it could happen today or certainly in the next couple of days, because uh, a world without Jeff Graham during the political season is, is like, you know, watching football without beer. So, you know, we'll, we'll work on it. All right, let's go to the phones and see who's there. Dip, 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 day. Dip, 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 dip. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, good evening. 
What's, uh, what's happening? Hey, listen, uh, I heard it was pretty heavy at the uh, voting polls Here we today, go. according to the people that are manning the polls. Right. He said poll. Yeah, that's... Uh-huh. Uh, so, did you vote today? Or oh, did, yeah. Voted, yeah. yeah. So, so, what did you see? No, it's going to... Well, I'm the blind guy. Hey, see freaking nothing. Come on, brother. <laughs> But you gotta have a sense that when you walk into a room, like you know, where do you vote? Where do you vote? Yeah, Chestnut Street. Chestnut, Chestnut Street on an open fire. I don't know how many people are in the room. Yeah, (laughs) no, yeah, no, it was busy in there because we had to wait in line to uh, cast our ballot. Yeah, you know, so that tells you it was pretty busy in there. But uh, again, I hit the uh, oh, they had uh, great molasses. Went to a friend over on the north side here to. I think it's Sacred Heart, maybe, or something to that nature. Right. They had homemade macaroni and cheese for three bucks. Yeah, some great times there. So, right. But um, hopefully I cast in my vote. And, uh, and, of course, down to the Y today, I, I got into it with the guys in the in the locker room because, you know, it's a, it's a fight against democracy. We uh, Republicans see it's a fight also against yeah. democracy. Yeah, so, so what, the, what the blind guy is talking about, and and again, you you chimed in about this group at the YMCA. Uh, apparently, they're they're uh, left of center. Is that is that it? Are they liberals? Is that the argument that you get with these guys at the Y? Oh yeah, yeah, right. They're, they're saying because of Trump. Yeah, that's where the. Uh, and and if know, if you could just give me just give me an idea, what type of people we're talking about here? I mean, you know, doctors, lawyers. Well, these, yeah, doctors, uh, lawyers, attorneys, educated people, right? Engineers, right. you know, so right. Um, Guys have done well in their SATs, and, and you know they just think that we're we're off the deep end. You know? Do you think, blind guy, that the Jerry Nadlers of the world, for that matter, the Jim Levins, you know, they all drink from the same you know pond? Do you think that when you're comfortable, and let's just say the guys that you're referring to live comfortably, they did they did well. Five dollar gas doesn't scare them. $700, you know, not national grid bills in January and February doesn't concern them. Crime in the streets, even when their daughters go to places like, uh, I don't know, Temple or Penn State or some other crappy school in Philadelphia, that doesn't concern them. Do you, do you get a sense that, you know, because of wealth and security, uh, is, is, is that a dangerous thing to have in, in the real world, in your opinion? Well, I I don't see it that way. I mean, uh, let's take for example, uh, Jim or the, the previous yeah. owner there. They're intelligent people, right? Well, certainly they, no, they are. are. No and, doubt. And uh, I don't think the money has anything to do with it. I think hmm. that they just hate Trump so much right. that they're blinded to everything else right. across the board about everything, and they you know they can't see nothing. Only Trump and right. that uh, it's got to go back there. Trump and they're scared about it. They'll do anything so, they have to do, yeah. you know, to, to, to keep stop it that it. way. You're right. Yeah. So, all right. So, here's here's my thing. Let's just let's do a hypothetical. Okay, tonight at say eleven o'clock, ten thirty, it's decisive. There's no means like okay, Hochul wins. Kathy Hochul it r- will be for the first time in her uh, uh, you know political career has been elected New York State governor. She's been elected before. She was a congressperson for at least two, three terms, whichever. So she's been through that process, but now she is like, here's her speech. And tell me if I'm right or wrong on this. Ne- okay, she just won. She, she won by four points. There's no dispute. There's no mail-in balloting. They're, they're going to shut the door on this particular race by 1030 tonight. Hochul's somewhere down at the Plaza Hotel, wherever the hell she is. And she's going to stand there. She's going to say, real New Yorkers spoke tonight, and this is what the real New Yorkers want. And, if, and she'll allude to this, and she might literally say it, blind guy. She might say, and this is what I'm suggesting, this is what I, I'm predicting. She might say, and if you don't like it, you can move to Florida, and the crowd will go crazy. Can you see that happening? Well, I anticipate it happening because I, you know, I'm a different sort of guy. I'll, I'll vote, but the thing that trumps me and all this whole election stuff is, is really, you know, my Christian beliefs about the Bible and the, and the last book of the book of the Bible, which is Revelation, right. says that all that speaks about is this is going to get worse before it ever gets better, because huh. that's what the end of the story dictates. Right. And so well, I, Kathy's I, not going to I say don't that. anticipate <laughs> anything getting better myself. Hmm. So but I, I will do my, uh, you know, just like I, I told the guy at the, at the Y, 
Yeah. You know, I you're calling me that I'm not American, right? Because I believe and voted for Trump and and believe, you know, my rights. I don't have rights when it comes to that because you think I'm trying to overthrow everything and, right. and destroy democracy, <clears throat> and therefore I'm not American, right? And really, that offends me. Because yeah, it should it should offend I, you? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree with all the people's belief on their side, right? If, you know, whatever. They have a right to believe what they want to believe. Yeah, but they have but, a right to vote, just so like us. But we're all Americans. Right. But they don't see us as Americans anymore. No, like, no. And, that, and that's, that's a bad... I think that's where the future is going yeah. in American history. So, yeah. so you say, regardless of tonight, do you believe that there might be like... Uh, like uh, the rapture, you might there might be a, a cleansing, if you will. The you know God will come down and say enough. You know Sodom and Gomorrah, enough no, is enough. No, I don't think that. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think God will let them have their way because they're so they're 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 just about all their own agenda. Right. When you leave God on the shelf, God will not come to you and and assist you and give you kind of a spiritual leading uh, knowledge that you need in life. But you know, it, but you know, blind guy, the seculars don't like God. That, 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 you know, God is a waste of time because, you know, and some people, even Christian people, devout Christian people will lose a loved one, a child, a tragedy, and then, and then ask the question, God, why did you let this happen? And a lot of times, you know, the seculars will say that. It's like, you know, a big hurricane will come into, it's like, what, where, where's your God now? Uh, it's like, you know, you're, you're the Christians that go to the NASCAR races, go to church. You're always talking about God and this and that. And you're all racist. And say, so what, what has God done for you lately? And, and that's how they believe. That's how they look at things. A godless world. It's sad, but it's true, uh, my friend. It well, is. You know, they have to understand who God is. God's, God's a gentleman. He loves people. He won't force people to do uh, his will. He will give you the option. So God loves everybody, and yeah, there's terrible things because of the human race. Is they do evil, right. and uh, right. when can't, they don't yeah. when they don't receive God in their life to give them leading, this is this how humans uh, destruct themselves. Right, so, right, right. No, I agree. Uh, I agree. You know what I mean? So, no, but, I do. but God most certainly is in business of taking people to heaven with them, yeah. and no matter if they reject them now at their last breath, God will still be waiting at their side to say, "I still love you." That's that's, awesome. he's that, a, that's a great thing he, about. He's God. a good guy. He's, he's a good guy. Him. I got a question that though, and I'm sure you would agree. Like you know, you had that kid from uh, Parkland High School there. You know, he, he killed 17, 19 people. Whatever, I lose count. And does God love him? Does God love the Parkland shooter? Uh, well, he hates his sin, but he loves the, the human being. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, God will still tell him to repent. Even though, like, for example, God loves somebody that, you know, might go out and, um, you know, commit adultery and catch AIDS. They still may die of AIDS, right. but God still loves them because they... they um, they reap what they sow. People, that, that's the truth. What you sow in life, you will reap. Right. And so you sow good things, you'll reap good things, <clears throat> and God will be there with right. you. Right. It, you know, it doesn't, you see, God only guarantees one thing. If you believe in Him, receive Him as his, your personal Lord and Savior, He will take you to heaven. Wow. That's the bottom line. He doesn't say, Even if you get look, AIDS? How many Christians, <laughs> look how many Christians, Glenn, yeah. were beheaded. Right, right, right. Jesus, His own son was no, crucified. I know. I know. There you go, see? Yeah, the catacombs so are full. He doesn't take you from right. those things, yeah. but He will deliver you from those things in the last days, uh, you know, and bring you home. Well, uh, you, you say it profoundly. I, I don't know where the AIDS thing came from. That's why I kind of mocked it, but you say it very, very very well, uh, blind guy, as always. You should have been a pastor. Were you a pastor? I wasn't a pastor. I was a youth leader, and I had my own troubles, and, uh, you know, through life, and disasters struck in my life sometime. When you when you see me, I'll tell you about it. I yeah. don't really want to say it on the air. I understand. Uh, but uh, I went through a, a lot of storms in my life. Where was God at the time? Right. I, I remember seeing them in the road. Saying, "Why have you forsaken me, God?" Mm. When I was a youth pastor and teaching, you know, your Bible. Sure. But uh, and years went by before I had to get out of the hole where God uh, cleaned me off. And I don't, I cannot tell you why 
God let me go through the stuff that he let me go through. Right. But uh, just like Job in the Bible, uh, God took his whole fa- I mean, you know, his whole family was taken. Right. And Job went through hell, right. basically, right. and God restored his life. So mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, we're just handed over to the ways of our mind, our own life, and right. even the enemy against us. Right. But God will be there at the end if you're faithful to say, I'm not giving up on you, God. You are the God. I don't understand answers. Right. Why? But I won't forsake you and say there's not a God. In there you go. And there's no, there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. You're absolutely right, blind guy. All right. All right, All right have talk. a good evening. Yes, you too. Hey, if, uh, if Jeff's with, uh, listening, uh, we yeah. wish you the best, Jeff. And, yeah. uh, we're praying for you, brother. No so, doubt. Uh, we all are. Thank you, my all friend. All right. We'll see you, Glenn. That, thank you. That's uh, the blind guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't have my phone with me for some reason. Normally I do. I was just going to, during the commercial break, I'm going to call Jeff to see if he's okay to, to call now. Uh, we had a couple of callers during uh, the blind guy's call. Here's one. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's going on? It's, uh, it was, um, Jason. What's going on, Jason? Um, I want to talk about the golf course. It's very delusional to think to pay full price for a golf course. Three point four million dollars. When a couple of years ago, it was only worth sixty six hundred thousand dollars. Right. What do you think about that, Glenn? Well, we talked about this. Uh, I, I again, um, it, a lot of people are making that comparison between nine. First of all, I'm glad you brought it up, Jason. Last <laughs> night, I I tuned in to the. Uh, 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 were you there? Were you at the council meeting yeah. last night? You were there. Yes, I was. It, it seemed like a packed house. It seemed like a lot of people there. And uh, uh, Schoen, Ben Schoen went up, <clears throat> a little long-winded. <clears throat> Donnie doesn't get that much attention, but Donnie you know, kind of broke a lot of rules early on. And Donnie doesn't even give a crap anymore. Donnie's building houses. He's going to Florida. <clears throat> He's going to the edge of the earth. And he doesn't even call on this show anymore. So he, we made him a star. We made him a star. And there then go, Ben Schoen, Ben Schoen goes up there, <clears throat> and he just let he just you know, he went on. And I, I, I like Ben. Don't get me wrong. But, I do too. But he went on for what, fifteen minutes? Uh, about ten minutes. But ten he minutes. Brought up, brought up a lot of good points. He uh, did. He did. I'm just surprised they let him go on that long. I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to get across. But he, you know, again, I and when this all came down, and uh, and, and and I'm not judging anything. I just thought because Glenn Curry comes from downstate, I just think that everything, especially these days, is uh, is expensive anyway. And when I hear, and I equated it to, you know, a pool, brand new pool, $3.4 million. Ironically, the same price tag for nine holes and this whole other thing that goes along with it. I thought it was a good deal. But then when people start saying 600000 well, you know, there's a lot of times, Jason, someone might find a property. And again, for whichever reason, why the city didn't buy it back in the day. And now people are suggesting, including Ben, that this is to make up for a lot of potential lawsuits. So now we're all going to swallow the $3.4 million pill so that all that goes away. But it keeps on coming back down to the 600000 I just say, you snooze, you lose. It didn't happen. I wish I had purchased property where, where my, Sharon and I had property up in Point Peninsula. If we bought it eight, nine years earlier, we would have gotten it for half price. Sometimes that happens, Jason. Sometimes it happens. Well, it, it, well, it does, Glenn. But wouldn't you agree that wants to do a financial a settlement or financial uh, disclosure of this golf course, and let's do a see how much this property's worth, see how much the equipment's worth, and if it doesn't add up to three point four million dollars, the the Jason's going to get pissed. People around the right. tax break for that. Right, I agree. I got, I got to get going, Jason, because I got I'm, I'm running late on the commercial breaks. But, but did you vote but, yet? Did you vote yet? Um, not yet, Glenn. I, I'm still thinking, but again, I'm going to leave it at this. When you think of the two price tags that we have to deal with, the $3.4 million for the pool and the golf course. Wait, wait, Jason. I just asked you, how in the world would you go back down? There's other people running. There's a governor race. There's a Senate race. This doesn't all come down to golf gate, whether or not you get a vote based on... Jason, go out well, and vote. Well, I'm not going to vote for someone because they look good. I'm going to vote on their record. So when I run next year, you can vote. You can right. uh, make an assumption about my record. Jason, 2023. Record. If they violate any my human rights or being going out and not wearing a mask or being a human, uh, as a human being, right. if they violate any of those 
principles I hold on to, right. they're not getting my vote. All right, Jason. I'll talk to you. That's uh, Jason. Jason just lost his membership card to the human race. That's hilarious. You're on the air. Hello, Dallas. You there? Someone was there. All right, gives me an opportunity to do a break. We're already at the bottom of the hour. Can you believe that? Question is, have you voted? You know, we're in limbo today. I mean, we got a couple of commercials for uh, 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 people running for office here and there, but this is it. And we say this every year, by the way. You won't have to listen to another political ad for at least another 10 months. And, and again, after the midterms, after political year, which this is, we're in an even year. It's not a presidential year, but we get a lot of ads in political years. Next year, we're going to be inundated with ads for Patrick Hickey's. Re, uh, he's, gonna, he's, he's obviously got his campaign going next year. Jason Trainer, as you just heard, he's going to have his uh, ad campaign next year. Uh, who else? Is, oh, is the mayoral race next year? If so, uh, people are predicting, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this anyway, because, uh, you know, that uh, Lisa Ruggiero will throw her hat in the ring. Because her term's up uh, next year, right? No, no. She won last year. Sorry. Sorry. But I, I, I predict Glenn Curry, the soothsayer, that uh, uh, Lisa will run. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I don't know. Just my thought. You're on the air. There's Glenn Curry show on That's... election day. On election day, my friend. You're absolutely right. How are you, buddy? You okay? Good. Is this gun nut? <clears throat> Yeah, it's done. Yeah, you sound a little I'm different. Driving. Yeah. Yeah, I'm driving. I might sound different. You know, I think what the city of Watertown should do is find out what PJ owns. Because pretty soon, Cliff and and his buddy there will probably put in an offer to buy it. It seems like all we're doing is taking trash off people's hands and giving them a bunch of money. Huh. You know, and... For me, for me, PJ is threatening his lawsuits. Um, you know, you're going to avoid lawsuits by giving him a, a bribe. I don't know if it's a bribe, but I mean, you know. Well, it's three point four million. A lot of money. He was, when he was ragging on Jeff that day, all he could say was, "Don't you worry about where that money goes." <laughs> Jeff asked him specifically. Right. He said, "Where does that three? What's the division of that?" Right. Well, there you go again. He started yelling like Danny Francis. Right. Now, I couldn't believe it. Right. I mean, you know, there's stink going on between Cliffy, and I don't know what I, I, I don't know what that other guy is. He just kind of floats along and says, "Yeah, spend it." Who? But you see, they're this, they're the same thing on the on the city level that the national level. Just spend it, spend right. it. <clears throat> well, after all it. that big COVID money, twenty three million. Why not? We're going to get into yeah, the golf let's business. Get rid of it. The problem is that Cliffy and his boyfriend there are setting up a problem where we're going to have a whole lot of employees. We're not going to have NIMO. We're not going to have all of this, this, you know, slush fund laid around. And then it's going to be what? Do you lay people off? Do you raise taxes through the roof? Not that Cliff would care. He probably doesn't pay any. But, you know, I mean, will, will PJ be paying Cliff's? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, yeah. but it really does stink. Right. It really stinks. If the people of Watertown let this go through, then that's up to them. Right. Well, we'll have to see. What, what happened last night? I mean, I, I said I watched the council meeting, and I did not uh, f- follow up on it, but they didn't vote on this last night, did they, Gun Nut? No, no. But this is all preliminary. They're, they're already, they've already indicated how they're going to vote. Right. The trailer park lady there, she's, you know, she just loves other people's money. By the time Cliff and these other two wing nuts are out of the picture, this stuff's going to be sitting there weighing on Watertown people. Hmm. And, you know, I don't understand any of it. I don't understand any of it. No, I- I'm somewhat how, how confused. Could you do- <clears throat> how could you do that? Listen, Cliff, Cliff, can we buy the mall? Yeah. Oh, Wouldn't boy. it be nice if we, if we own the mall? Yeah. Does, I- PJ have a, does PJ have a, a stake in that? Because if he does... Yeah. You kill two birds with one stone. There you go. The mall is, is hurting, too. I, d- I just noticed the other day the Verizon store left the mall. And it's like, wow, that's like yeah, a well, fixture. A, a Verizon well, store leaving the mall. I'll tell you what we should do, Cliff. We should inflate the value of the mall so the developers make money and then buy the mall for four times what it's worth. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun, Cliff? Well, well. 
Yeah. Uh, what do I know about the mall business? What do I know about the restaurant business? So you know what? Oh, doesn't matter. All we want it. You know, like PJ says, we'll get to pe- we'll get to keep all the shopping carts. <laughs> I mean, and those chairs that are in in the food court. Those are expensive. PJ will probably he'll probably let us keep them. Well, no, that's the- what he said. We can, we can keep the golf carts, and <laughs> the chairs, and all those dishes and forks. And, you know. That PJ, after he railed on Jeff that day, I've had enough of him. Well, I, I think I know what that guy's about, and I never did before. All right. Well, fair enough. So, well, I, I hope. I hope he. I hope he gets his money, and I hope. I hope this is resolved myself, to tell you the truth. But I got to go. I got to do a break, though. A gun nut. Always good talking to you. Okay, safe, and safe driving. See you soon. Uh, that's uh, the gun nut. This is the Live at Five show. We got to do a break. We'll be back. Are you interested in becoming a hospice nurse? Find out firsthand from hospice nurses and tour their beautiful facility on Gotham Street in Watertown. The Hospice Nurses Night Out. Recruitment Open House, Thursday, November 17th. Just stop by from 3.30 to 8 to learn more about a hospice nursing career and enjoy great food from Vito's Gourmet. If you're passionate, professional, compassionate, and motivated, it's a perfect fit. For more information, call Kate Simpson at Hospice, 315-788-7323 or visit jeffersonhospice.org. Hospice of Jefferson County is seeking immediate full-time, part-time, and per diem LPNs for the hospice residents. In the hospice residence, you'll be a part of an interdisciplinary team focused on symptom management and end-of-life care. A valid New York State LPN license and COVID vaccination are required. Apply at jeffersonhospice.org. Full-time benefits include 401k, 401k matching, health and dental insurance, and paid time off. To learn more and apply, visit jeffersonhospice.org. Jefferson Hospice hey, is Jeff, an equal opportunity uh, employer. If you still have Subaru in Watertown, we want to make it a November yeah, okay. to remember uh, for you. you and the there's number. no better way uh, to do that right than a now, new Subaru. And we have uh, the inventory you are looking for. Right now, you can buy a new 2023 Subaru Crosstrek Sport with heated seats, blind spot monitoring, and symmetrical all-wheel drive and receive 3.9% APR financing for up to 48 months. Plus, 96% of Subaru vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today. And if you still owe Subaru, we're paying huge money for trades, all makes and models, to trade out of that I old explain. car and trade up into a new Subaru today. Hey, if you're worried about Hello? your credit, don't sweat it. Apply for pre-approval today if you still owe Subaru.com. We're here to help. Call, click, or come by and make it a November to remember if you still owe Subaru in Watertown. Example new 2023 Subaru Crosstrek Sport. Model code PRE01. MSRP 30540 Cost per thousand finance is $22.53 a month. Financing available upon approved credit through Subaru Motor Finance. Must have seven or better FICO score. Prior sales exclusively for details. Pricing incentives available November 1st, 2022 to November 30th, 2022. Metal roofs are now affordable. Garvin Metal. Hi there, folks. This is former All-Pro quarterback Joe Theismann, and I scored big with Garvin Hello, Metal Garvin. Roofs. When it comes to protecting my home, Garvin is the team I turn to. Garvin Metal Roofs stand up to ice and snow as well as extreme heat and wind, and they last 50-plus years. Now that's tough. With over 30 years of experience installing metal roofs across the U.S., Garvin really knows what they're doing. They offer a variety of styles like standing seam, shingle look, barrel vault, cedar shake, stone-coated metal, and more. So you're bound to find something you like. Plus, Garvin metal roofs are more affordable than ever, starting with prices as low as $79 a month. Get a Garvin metal roof with no payments due for 12 months. Financing options are available. Book an appointment today at GarvinMetalRoofs.com or call 866-428-7416. Let's try this. Let's see if this is uh, what I think it is. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. So, yeah, I still call the show. No, you don't. You never call. And by the way, we might have Jeff calling in any side. I might have to lose you because Jeff's calling in. A yeah, I'm, I hope he's feeling better and stuff. So. Yeah, so, Donnie, it seems like you have become like this uh, this celebrity. You know, you're like, uh, you moved on, it seems. Well, I've just been really busy. I mean... I'm finally doing some really great stuff right now. Well, that's good. I'm happy for you. I really am. Yeah. Because... Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I've just been really busy. I've been working 10-hour days and then working on my house afterwards. And Nice. I don't have time to do anything, but I made time to go vote today, though. I made sure to go do that afterwards. Yeah, so Jay Madison, <clears throat> who everybody knows, <clears throat> God, what's the matter with me today? Uh, he said, I'll tell him the, the, the following. Jay said he, he just voted in the town of Lorraine next to the cement pond down there, 
He said 309 people already, and the line is out the door. And he just sent this to me like a couple of minutes ago. That's uh, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? I think the red wave is showing up. I hope that's what it is. <clears throat> I could just picture that down there in the, the town of Lorraine. No more of this Hokel, babe. No more. I'm voting for that Zeldin dude. He's a nice Christian fellow. Just kidding. Anyway. I don't know. I don't trust those machines, though. When I went to put my ballot in there, I was looking at that machine. Yeah. I don't know. That thing could be rigged, too. Who knows? Uh, was that a flat machine? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was one of those. Uh, it said image something. I, I should have took a picture of it's it. Bobby said so Dominion. I got the exact Dominion. name of that. Board. Yeah, it's probably got a picture of the uh, Mike Lindell from the pillow guy. My pillow guy next to it. <clears throat> this is this. You can get a better system for forty nine ninety nine. <clears throat> Losing his voice like Glenn Curry. So anyway, we might. I don't know where Jeff went. I know he knows the number. So I just talked to him and he said he was going to call in, uh, but he hasn't chimed in just yet. So all right. So you went. You saw a lot of people. You voted. Uh, any predictions? Uh, duh. Any predictions there, Donnie? Well, I would like to say that you know Republicans would take over. There would be a huge takeover. That's what I want to see. But um, the blind guy hit on some good points about um, when he was talking about when you put God on a shelf, he kind of lets the people do what he wants. So it's kind of like things will get worse. So I mean, right now. Who knows? I mean, uh, sure, it would be great to have a Republican as our governor. We'll see. Uh, it would fix a lot of problems. I say we need an elf yeah. on the shelf, not God on the shelf. No, just kidding. All right, I got to right. go. Donnie, good talk. Right, no problem, Glenn. <clears throat> All right, talk. That's right. Donnie. Oh, come on. Stop. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, I started getting congested again. I don't know why. Dip, 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 dip. Something's, someone's here. Jeff, come on. I literally just talked to him. We want to find out what's going on with him. I mean, not not that part. We want to know what his political analysis is. <clears throat> I remembered back in the 90s, and this is when I got to know Jeff, because I worked with him at Channel 50 when I moved up here. Chuck Plumpton was there. And one night, Chuck Plumpton and, and uh, Jeff Graham talked for what seemed to be an hour. It probably wasn't that long. But they were at the desk. And they went over every race. I mean, every, right down from town supervisor. You know, the big ones. They might have been, I don't know, just like this year. But it, 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 I'm just going to think out loud. It might have been 1990 when I was still working there. So that, that's a, that, you know, that, that could be a legislator. Uh, that could be uh, assemblies, uh, senate, and so forth. And Jeff Graham, I just couldn't believe the analysis coming from Jeff Graham. And, of course, the way Chuck Plumpton fed off each other. Chuck was just, he, he was network material, in my opinion. And both of them just went back and forth. You know, they, both of them worked at Channel 50. They probably were given, the, you know, oh, we're going to be this, we're going to be that. You know, that never materialized, unfortunately. But watching them, too, and that little set in the back of, you know, like a, a, what, what, what used to be a little sewing machine building over there, uh, these guys were top-notch. So I got, I got a, I guess you could say, um, a dose of Jeff Graham early on, and I recognized earlier then how, how powerful he was as far as his knowledge was concerned. And then, of course, a couple of years later, he took over the hotline show and, and the rest, as they say, is history. So let's see if this is him. Hi, you're in the air. Hey. It's a Duff man. Hopefully Jeff's doing good. Maybe some, maybe yeah, he sounds good. He sounds good. So, you know, and good, he, good. so he might uh, not be able yeah. to call now, but he sounds good. So Yeah, I, 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 I thought Pumpton was good. Pumpton used to come in when I had Papa Pete's. And yeah. He loves Star Trek, uh, um, not the Next Generation, but the one that came on after that. Yeah, the Next Generation, one with Captain Picard. No, there was another one. It was oh, like uh, Deep Space Nine or something. Yeah, yeah, he liked that. He liked the other one too. He'd always make me change the channel for. Him. <laughs> there was a girl. There was a character in, in uh, Deep Space Nine. Her name was Seven of Nine. That was yeah, her name. Her. And, and and of course, Anthony DeMarco, your best friend, by the way, Duffman. Wink, wink, oh, nod, yeah, nod. Yeah. Uh, he said, Jez, I'd like to show her seven. Never mind. Anyway, uh, she was married, I think, to a congressman or some political guy who who was impotent but liked watching her have sex. And, huh. and, and I know this is a family show, but, yeah, that was set, the actress who played seven of nine. 
And whoever came up with that name was really, really out there. But nonetheless. Yeah, uh, I remember who it was. Too. Yeah. yeah. I can picture her, yeah. Yeah, beautiful, so, yeah, beautiful. No, Jeff, Jeff uh, he, he he lives in Breeze politics. He, he does. Knows, and he can tell you the history. He can tell you who won. He can tell you the percentages of what they won way back in in a presidential race. He can tell you the Calvin Coolidge's big numbers. Right. And, well, remember, he was yeah, a delegate. Remember, we went to the convention. Uh, back yeah, he did for um, Brown. Jerry Brown. Jerry Brown. Yeah. 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 And he knows a lot about Nixon. He's a big Nixon fan. So, again. I, well, he's more yeah. Agnew. He liked Agnew. Oh, Spiro. He liked Spiro Agnew? He Agnew. Who was like a yeah. vice president for three days? Fan. I don't know why. He just was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think he met him. That's why. So, know. the other day, I drove, I drove Jeff, and I, you know, I drove his car. First time I ever drove an electric car. And he's got a beautiful car, by the way. And, you know, all the new cars have that, like, it's almost like what looks like a, I don't know, an iPad in the dashboard. It's like a TV set there. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, what does he have on there? And this is no surprise, of course. He's got satellite radio, and he's listening to Fox by way of satellite radio. In other words, he's listening to the, uh, to the TV feed. And when I had, when I had satellite radio uh, eons ago, I would do the same thing. So, you know, it's theater of the mind. You would watch or hear the, the network over you know, in your house, in your car, rather, without seeing it. So I'm, I'm listening to Fox. I get to his house. We go in there. We're working on his uh, audio board. And, and the TV is already on. <laughs> it's, it's left on as yeah. he left. And, it's, and what is on there? Fox News. So I'm thinking, right. wow, I thought Sharon had it bad with, with you know, being married to me because Fox is on all the time. But uh, Jeff, Jeff is probably one of the biggest Fox viewers. And he doesn't believe everything in uh, Fox, my, by the way, but he's up there. Go ahead. My, my wife has it because I, I watch two stations. What's up? What are they? Fox News. Yeah. And Fox Business. <laughs> That's a bit much for me. I, I, yeah, th- no, I, I watch other stuff. The one girl, the, the Italian girl with the big nose and the, and the whiny mouth, she's got her own show on Saturday mornings. What's her name? She's got a long last Italian name, Bella, Bella Misio or something. Oh. Short. Uh, yeah. Maria Bartiromo. Right, right, right. I like her, but yeah, her, her voice. Uh, what's his name? Wrote a song about her. She used to be on CNBC. Uh, yeah, and she's very knowledgeable. Don't get me wrong. But her oh, voice drives oh, me crazy. Good. Her voice drives me nuts. But that's me. So anyway, uh, Jeff's not calling in. Did you vote? Oh yeah, I was. I, I well, I sent you a text. Told you there was like before I voted, there were three hundred and seventy-five people that voted before me. The line was going out the door. Uh, my uh, niece just sent me a picture. The line's still going out the door. It's been uh, nonstop there. I, I'm amazed because it's been quite a while since uh, presidential election where you see this kind of uh, turnout. Uh, you know on. Uh, you know, governor's race. Like so, that, you know. I mean, I heard Hannity today, and, you know, you can draw conclusions by just surmising a couple of things. He said there's, there's a lot of, like your scenario, uh, Jay Madison's scenario, other people are saying, hey, I've never seen this before. These are uh, true uh, voters. They go every year. They go for the primaries. You especially would recognize whether or not this is more or less. You're saying it's more. But what, what Hannity said, which I thought was interesting, he says polling in the Bronx, for instance, is low. So, you know, let's let's surmise from that. That's a lot of Democratic yeah. voters that are not going to the polling places, Duffman. Right. They don't want, yeah. Yeah, I know some of the, that I know of that are just not going to bother. And that's their way. And they, don't, they won't vote for a Republican, but they, they're not going to vote for that. And there's a lot of, you know, they don't care. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, the women might care because of the whole Roe versus Wade, but you can't tell me some brother from from uh, from the Bronx well, cares about what's going on right now. Here, they're more concerned about you know uh, being able to heat their homes and feed their right. families more than uh, yeah, and that else. should be a concern. But uh, and, and oh, a lot- yeah, because it's not it's no joke that our utility bills up here are super high anyway. Right, and then you and you add forty percent onto that. Forty percent, and and then at least yeah, I know. I know, That's I know, how much they, yeah, your utilities have gone up. That's how yeah. much they've gone up. Yeah. You know, 38%. Like I just rounded it off to 40 but let's see. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're going to see. Yeah. You're going to see how high it's going to be, Glenn. It's, uh, you know, there's people out there that they're behind anyway. Uh, to begin with, and it's just going to exasperate things. Yeah. I agree. I got to go only because you know, it's how my many, How many shutoffs have there been? That, that you know, at, mm-hmm. That's not Gamal. I've got a national grid there. How many people they 
Uh, you know, uh, they hard, haven't paid their bills. You know, the tough thing to do, especially with children. I gotta yeah. go because this might be Jeff. Let me check it out. Okay. All right. Good enough, right, buddy. Talk right. to you. That's uh, the Duff man. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? Hey, I gotta ask a question. Yeah. What's going on with Jeff? Uh, <clears> I keep catching the ends of your conversations, and I haven't heard what's going on with Jeff. Yeah, and well, I kind of hope he's <clears> all right. Yeah, I mean, he's. I he's, don't know what's going on. Okay, let me tell you, he's recovering. And, uh, you know, I, I can't disclose anything more than that only because I, I was told not to uh, and I don't want it to. But th- it's an obvious uh, uh, question because, well, people have been asking me in recent days. Jeff hasn't been on his blog, uh, hasn't been updating it. And, of course, he's missed the last couple of days, which is very, very, uh, you know, th- this is we just don't see this. Uh, very uncommon yeah, I, for Jeff. I know I've heard the announcement from the guy yesterday. I caught calling in saying, well, we didn't even uh, yeah. give a notice or nothing. You know, yeah, well, we did. We yeah, did. we did at the beginning of the show. <laughs> right, right. That's Carl. Yeah, Carl was uh, in a bad mood yesterday. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, he was a little cranky. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I'm the house. The house. <laughs> the house. No, but you know what? We got, How old are you, my friend, Brownville? How old are you? Fifty. You, how old? Fifty. You, fi- you sound older. No, I was kidding. Uh, okay, so... As you get older, <laughs> so as as you get older, <clears throat> do you have a little bit more? Do you feel physically fit like you did when you were thirty? No, no. And uh, you know, Jeff, I, I, I can't you know. do stuff that I used to do when I was. <laughs> yeah, no, neither can I. And Jeff is seventy, which is still young, by the way, for the record, it is. And um, you know, he's just going through a rough patch, and he's got to take care of it, and he's doing that right now. He's in good hands. I could tell you that much. I hope he's good. Yeah, he is good. He is you know, good. The one day on the show, he was just like really off. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And then I been catching bits and pieces when I call into or catch into your show, yeah. and I don't catch exactly what's going on. Right, but right. Like sick. Right. No, I get but it. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. Hopefully, he's listening uh, by way of the computer, which I'm sure he is. I know he has access to where he's at. But thank you, my friend. Thank you very much, Brownville. All right. Uh, that's uh, Brownville. We're all concerned. Because it's, the, it's, it's not just the hotline family. I remember when Kevin, the late, great Kevin Schenk, when I first uh, started working here, he had a banquet. I don't know if people remember this. Duffman might remember this. And, and I, I didn't really know the power of the hotline. I, I said, well, I, you know, because Kevin Schenk, I was working with him, and he said, Glenn, what what you have for lunch today? Are you going to listen to the hotline show? Are you going to call in, Glenn? Because I would talk a little bit here and there. We'd talk about wrestling, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he was always appalled by, you know, uh, girls bringing their babies to high school and so forth. But uh, <clears throat> he, Kevin Schenk had a banquet, uh, and he did a special uh, banquet at the Ramada Inn on Arsenal Street. And I tell you what, that place was packed. He packed it. Packed the place. The Hotline family was alive and well in the early 90s. It's alive and well now. And it's a rare treat as radio has gotten, I guess you could say, more, radio has has gotten more removed from its audience. Thanks to voice tracks, thanks to corporate takeovers, thanks to religious zealots from, from Tulsa buying stations he has no business owning. And as a consequence of all that, you lose that local touch. So we were fearful when uh, Jim Levin took this place over back when that he was going to you know, do the old corporate thing. And, yes, we pick on, J- on Jim Levin for being a liberal for good reason, because he's a, a, he's a flaming liberal. And yet, you know what? He loves freedom of speech in, in, uh, in political discourse. And, quite, and there's another part of him that just doesn't care about AM 1240. But that's neither here nor there. He allows me and he's allowed Jeff to be ourselves. And as long as we don't say the six nasty words and piss people off or do something like Kathy Griffin of, of that nature, he'll let us do it. And that's why it's so important to, to have someone like Jeff who, who's been doing it forever and sat in for this show for four years. Um, that's a rare treat in a small market. That's why it's, it's you know, when, when you lose out a couple of days, it's been a couple of days since Jeff's been here, uh, you know, all of a sudden that, that fabric of, 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 yes, you know, of, of your own version of Fox right here from 199 Wealth Avenue. Let me explain. 
Yes, you could watch Hannity, you could watch Tucker, you could watch Fox forever, but you're not going to get the Fox version unless someone like myself and Jeff bring it to you and then exchange ideas that way. So important to keep this going. And yes, we will keep it going. There's no doubt about it. But right now, there happens to be a bump in the road. That's all I can tell you. You're on the air. Uh, well, I was right with you till the end. <laughs> what do you mean? What, what are you talking about? What, what did I say? Uh, what did I say? No. SG, by the way. You said it's important to keep putting that Fox News forward. And that's, Whatever. I don't agree. It's, but, it's, but but anyway. You would agree. No, no, SG, you would agree that this, regardless of its political uh, platform, you would agree that this is an important asset to the Watertown community. You would agree with that. Pause. Um, Pregnant <laughs> pause. Crickets. <laughs> I used to think it was a very, very important asset to the community. I don't know that it is. How, then why would you listen and call in as much as you do? That doesn't make any sense. Can't well, breathe. well uh, it'll probably be a lot less once the election's done. I, that's what I decided I was going to do on election is I was going to put the opposing view out there. So Good. I, all right. So, know, all right, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. I right, forced wait. myself to listen to a bunch of this crap. SG, you know? SG. So do you agree with me? Can you recite, let's, let's just say, all right, it's 10 o'clock. You know where your children are? It's 10 o'clock, SG, okay. and Hochul okay. has been winning. The numbers have come in after 9 o'clock. She's got at least a commanding four-point lead. There's no reason to say this is going to extend another couple of days. She is declared the winner. What do you say she's yeah. going to say at that podium tonight? Go! I, I think she's going to just give an uplifting, we're going to, you know, make things better for New Yorker speech. I don't think she's going to get, you know, putting digs in on the – that's your guys' thing, is that putting digs on the other side. I don't think that's going to – She's happen. already said it. She already said it a couple of months ago. If you don't like living here in New York, in New York, just move to Florida. She's already said that. And you got well, guys I mean, down there – <laughs> I mean, if you don't like living in the state, then move that, no, you do no. Like. First of all, I don't want like, some you know? bimbo from Western New York telling me, or I don't care where she's from. She could be from Montauk, for all I know. I don't want anybody telling me that you know you don't deserve to live in New York State anymore. Screw you. I'll just say that. I say that's a dumb thing for someone to say. But dumber is for Lee Zeldin to say he's going to declare a state of emergency if he gets elected as soon as he hits office. Hey, by the way, by the way, SG, let me ask the question. Let me just ask the question. When I see that, by the way, he's got a lot of. I'm talking about Lee Zeldin. He's got a lot of conviction when he's like, when you know, you you know, vote like your life depends on it because it just might. And, you know, he's talking about how he, he got assaulted on the stage there. And then, of course, he, there was I a shooting. that was a setup. No, well, I, oh, you're, you're crazy. No, and, no you're crazy. Well, no, no, I, no, I don't want to talk about it. Was uh-huh. worse than that let him out. No, so, and then, and then the shooting. But then the commercial is, and i got to ask the question, are those his daughters or is one of them his wife? And, by the way, is Lee Zeldin I, eight, is he eight feet tall? I mean, I mean he towers I, over those three I was people. wondering the same thing about the daughter-wife thing. I I mean, who's who in that scenario? I mean, they they all look like his daughters, but he always talks about how he has two daughters. And I'm like, well, then, then who's the third? Is that his wife? And if that is yeah, his wife, is she is she four for ten? When they were ten, when she was ten. <laughs> My God, I can't figure that out. It's it's ah, yeah, because she you know. doesn't look much older than the other. She doesn't look much older. And at the last yeah. minute, she looks up at him and, like, and vote like your life counts on it because it just might. I mean, here's a guy that literally had shootings in front of his house as his children yeah. were playing with their toys yeah, in, the, yeah. in the in the wife's bedroom. <laughs> I mean, that could Where be my wife too. sleeps. I mean, he he got so much press out of the first little thing he did that he said he just tried again. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's you know, amazing. He tried to he tried to exploit being assaulted. Shooting the bullets, his bullets in his never. backyard. He tried to exploit that too. Yeah, you don't miss a trick, do you, Zeldin? Well, you're gonna miss this one. Anyway. And I, I, once his campaign manager uh, put the uh, attacker back on the streets, and then he used that as a as a campaign thing. I said, "God, oh, yeah, this is a bunch of balls," you know. Um, it, it was it was a judge, the judge that left the the guy that attacked him out back on the streets was one of his main campaign people. So oh. you know, you can't you can't <laughs> put him back out and then bitch about people. Wow. Yeah, but it's all part of New York State's rules and regulations, uh, SG. You got to remember. No, it's no. Come on, it's all part of it. It's cashless bail. All comes out of Albany. What are you talking about? Yes, but cashless bail. If if you feel any, doesn't matter what the if you feel someone's danger to the community, the judge can hold them. That's that's the way it's always been. It's just 
poor people don't get held because they don't have money. That that's the idea. But the judges are letting people out because they want the bail back so they can get that money for the community. So it's they're trying to. They, they should uh, uh, look should at judges that keep Governor? putting people out on the street. It would be no if, better if than Hochul. If they're not up for the job, get someone else that, that did, can. Did you vote, so, SC? Did you vote? Today? Yeah. No, that's a waste of time. No, <laughs> I voted Friday. All right, so you did vote. Oh, yeah, I voted. I didn't start voting until Clinton because I just... You know, figured they're all. Oh, that's what, crazy. All right, so know, anyway, Jason, Jason Tracy. But I voted every Jace, time. Jason Tracy. By the way, last night, did you watch the council meeting last night? No. Because uh, it was pretty spirited. And there was a couple of people oh, at Ben showing, like, was, like, he might as well have written a book while he was up there. He was talking on and on and on. Oh, and here's my final point. And everyone's like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> no, he went on for a while. No, they didn't do that. I'm picking on him. But I, I was texting back and forth with someone who said, boy, I like what he's saying. So be on the lookout. Ben Schoen, more than likely, will throw his hat in the ring next year. Run for council. You have to see. Yeah, I wasn't real impressed with him. You're not impressed, impressed with anybody. What are you talking about? No, I'm impressed with a lot of people. <laughs> Just not the same ones you're impressed with. There you go. All right, I got to get yeah, out of this. But, all right. Yeah, all right. All right, we'll talk. all right. Well, I'm sorry that Jeff didn't call. I mean, you know, whatever. But uh, Jeff's in very, very good hands, and uh, we're just uh, praying that he, he just recovers from what he's got right now. He'll be back. And I'll, I'll make arrangements for him to uh, be on this show in the next couple of days, whenever he can. So we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. This time tomorrow. Now, here's the spoiler. And I know this is the worst programming decision I ever made in my life. It has nothing to do with programming. I'm in sales, so I'm, I'm not. But tomorrow, you've been hearing these ads. And I don't know if the gentleman's going to be here for the whole show. I, I, would, I would just have him on for probably 15 minutes. I'll make that known. But tomorrow we're going to have uh, attorney John Murphy, uh, not to be confused with the advertising man John Murphy from Carthage, who's a good guy. But John Murphy's part of the, uh, 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 the Will and Trust commercials you've been here. Safe Harbor, Will and Trust. Safe Harbor, Will and Trust. When he says, when, the bit, when your family comes first it's, and it's, it, everything's a must, <laughs> whatever, something like that. Safe Harbor, Will and Trust. He's coming in tomorrow uh, to remind people that next Wednesday is his big seminar and it, it, to, to uh, let you know how you can save your family fortune if and when you go ill and you don't lose it to the, uh, to the, to, you know, to the government or to the people that are, are, are just gouging you in these adult homes at fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000 a month. So that's going to be John tomorrow for a portion of the follow-up to the election night. But tonight is election day. We'll see you tomorrow, AM 1240, WHA, up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Pocketbook issues are pushing millions of voters to the polls nationwide.